Blog Talk Radio. And there arose a king in Egypt who knew not Yahweh. And the fear of the Hebrews fell upon the people of the land. So Pharaoh set taskmasters over the people of the land who laid heavy burdens on them which were bitter to bear. And the children of Israel cried out unto the Most High. And he heard them from beyond the everlasting hills. In time he raised up unto them a deliverer whose name was Masha. And Masha grew mighty and was taught in all the wisdom of Egypt. But he was a man who chose not to live out his days in the pleasures of Mizraim, and so answered the call of his destiny. And he came to the mountain of Alakim, which was called Horeb, where he saw a flame of fire burning around a bush, but the bush was not consumed. And the Moloch of the highest appeared to him and spoke from out of the midst of the fire, saying, I have seen the affliction of my people in Egypt and have come down to deliver them out of the hand of the Egyptians. Now therefore I will send you unto Pharaoh, that you may bring forth my people, the children of Israel, out of Egypt. And Masha asked, when I come to the people and they ask, what is his name? What shall I say? The scriptures declare that Elohim said, Ahia, Ashar, Ahia. Meaning I am that I am, I will be who I will be. He said moreover to him, Thou shalt you say to the children of Israel, Yahuwah the Elohim of your fathers, the Elohim of Abraham, the Elohim of Isaac, and the Elohim of Jacob have sent me unto you. This is my name forever and my memorial unto all generations. And the children of Israel became vain in their imaginations and corrupt in all their ways so that they sought to replace the name of Yahuwah with the name of Adonai, meaning Lord. And many forgot his name and went after Baal, which also means the Lord. And from that time, many false names for our Creator have gone out into the world, following us into these last days and creating a controversy among the nations. Our Heavenly Father who desires that his elect be not ignorant of his name, nor that we should be moved by the signs of the time, but that we should be steadfast in the truth, not wavering nor tossed and turned by the mouths of men. For some say that his name is Yahweh, while others say that it is Jehovah. Still others foolishly declare that it cannot be known. But we who are called and chosen have a sure word of revelation which has come down from the Father of light, who would not have his people to walk in darkness. For I declare that we are the children of light. For he has revealed through the Ruach, take the original vowel sounds A and U, which are from the three pure vowel sounds which make up all the Semitic languages. 
and applied them to the four Hebrew letters, yod Hey wah Hey, and the name of Yahuwah is revealed. Therefore, let the name of Yahuwah rise upon the islands of Indonesia, and echo beyond the rivers of Ethiopia. Let his magnificent name soar above the heights of the Himalayas, rest upon the shores of Sri Lanka. The voice of a messenger rides upon the clouds and races on the wings of the wind, saying, Send tidings of his name to them that dwell in Ghana. Let the name of Yahuwah shake the land of Africa. Declare his name in Zambia, Tanzania. Let it be shouted from Mozambique. Send messengers to sail across the Nile and awaken them that dwell in the Sudan. Let the name of Yahuwah invade the mountains of Afghanistan and rock the whole Middle East. Let his mighty name stretch forth with wings across Europe and Asia and cause them to tremble and sleep in China. Oh, let his name circle over the Atlantic, the Pacific, and all the oceans of the world to touch the shores of America. That his name might ring from the peaks of the Appalachian Mountains to the end of the Rio Grande, that his name extend out over the continental divide and journey down to feel Brazil. Oh, let Yahuwah's elect publish his name in every nation and kingdom on the face of the earth. Let it be published in every country, in every city, and in every state. Yea, let it mount up and ride upon the wings of the eagles. Let it glide with the falcons, the hawks, and the crows. Let it reach up beyond the heights of the condors, that his name might touch the stars and fill the cosmos. Let the Malachim come down from the Shamayim. Let them ride upon the chariots of fire. Let them circle the cities. Let them stand upon the walls. Sound an alarm to the ends of the earth. And lift up the trumpet to declare Yahuwah is mighty. Our king is strong. He has subdued the nations. He has crowned the sun. Let everything that has breath sing praises to his name. Let everything with breath praise the name of Yahuwah. Finally, when the end comes, when all things have been put under his feet, and all the nations have been gathered to meet in the city of gold, which is planted in paradise, we will all lift up together with one voice, magnify the name of Yahuwah forever. Shalom and Shabbat Shalom. Welcome to Talk, Teach, and Testify Radio. This is where we speak the unadulterated and uncompromising word of truth. My name is um, Abed Yahu or Obadiah. I am just a humble servant of Yahweh. I'm speaking to you in the name of our Heavenly Father, whose name is Yahweh, and his son, our elder brother, our king and high priest, our Melchizedek, our Melchizedek, whose name is Yahusha. On today's show, we're going to be going over the stranger and the sojourner and nation Yashariah. This is part four of a five-part series. 
if you have missed any of the other parts, you can always go on to www.blogtalkradio.com and type in the search engine in the upper right-hand corner where the magnifying glass is. Type in Talk, Teach, and Testify Radio. You'll be able to listen to one of uh, over 1,400 different broadcasts that we have done over the years. So um, I am in my ninth and final season. Uh, We're going to be switching over more into video um, as well as audio, so that way you'll be able to see the lessons as well. So that is coming up very soon. So we have a lot of things, if Yahoo is willing, a lot of things that are coming up uh, this summer and this spring for the nation of Yashariel. So I'm very excited for the Kingdom Harvest of Charlotte, North Carolina. Hallelujah. All righty. Today is Saturday, March the 7th, 2020, according to the man-made Gregorian calendar. Uh, For those of you uh, who want to know what is the day according to our Heavenly Father's timetable, it is the 20th day of the 12th Kodush, or the 12th month. So we are getting closer to Abib, or we're getting closer to the springtime. So we are very, very excited about what is taking place. Hallelujah. All righty. Uh, this show, Talk, Teach, and Test by Radio, is brought to you by SALT, the acronym for Sisters Abiding in Light and Truth. It is also brought to you by the Bullock Family Foundation in Arizona and by the Palmer Family Foundation out in Oakland, California. It is also brought to you by the Richardson family out in South Carolina. And I would like to welcome the Pope Mishpaka, the Pope family out in Ohio, Shalom unto you. I believe that I can see you listening in this morning. Um, Welcome to the show. I'm so excited, uh, and it has been a long time coming um, that you have been able to plug in um, live and listen to the knowledge of the truth. So, uh, Brother and Sister Pope, thank you for listening to the show. Much ahab and ahab unto you both. Also, uh, this uh, particular show Uh, We always speak pertaining to the word of the Father. There are no opinions that are being used. That is my disclaimer for uh, today's show. Uh, We always go through the Abrit or through the Hebrew tongue so that we can get a better understanding as to what our Heavenly Father Yahuwah is saying unto us. For those of you who are Christians, and it might be your first time listening, or those who are um, babes, uh, we don't use the names of Yahweh or Jehovah. We use the proper pronunciation of yad heh That is the spelling of his name, for his name is Yahweh. It was said by the Yahus uh, and the Shashu people uh, back during the time of Mitzrayim or the time of Pharaoh and Egypt. Okay. Uh, Just a couple of announcements, and then we'll go straight into the show um, on today. I'm very excited that a lot of you have tuned in. Uh, Shabbat Shalom to all of you who are keeping your Shabbat traditionally. I hope that you are resting well in the Heavenly Father, uh, and we are so excited that you are able, by divine appointment, to listen to the show. 
Now, for those of you who would like to uh, have congregation, if you are living in the North and South Carolina area, uh, you can, of course, you can go to the Seventh Day Harvest Teaching Ministries. They are located up in High Point, North Carolina. Uh, if you like more information, you can always email me at talkteachtestify at gmail.com. We are starting our own congregational services starting on April the 3rd, which is uh, between the evenings of the Peshach. Hallelujah. So we're going to start our congregational services by having um, the Moedim, or the appointed feast, being done within our particular um, congregation. So for more information, if you are in the North or South Carolina area, or even in Georgia, or if you're just coming down um, to visit in the region, you can always email us. Um, there are two emails that you can choose from. You can always use the standard talkteachtestify at gmail.com, or you can just simply email us at kingdomharvestcongregation at gmail.com. So all of it is lowercase, no spaces, no underscores. Um, you can email us for more information about our first gathering, which will be April the 3rd through the 5th, um, within our congregation. Um, you can email us at either talkteachtestify at gmail.com, or you can email us at kingdomharvestcongregation congregation at gmail.com. Okay, also, uh, from April the 3rd, we're going to have, um, you know, feet washing and the breaking of bread. We're going to be doing that between the evenings as uh, Yahusha instructed us in the renewed covenant. Um, and then there will be a teaching on the 3rd. Doors will be open at 6 o'clock um, p.m. Hallelujah. And on Saturday morning, uh, your brother would be teaching out at, uh, I believe it's going to be out at Rock Hill, South Carolina. So I'll be teaching there Saturday morning. Okay, um, that will be starting at 10 o'clock. Um, I will give you the address there. And i also like to thank those who are at Liberty Community Shabbat Church. Um, thank you so much for inviting me to come teach there. That will be on April the 4th of 2020. And then uh, we're going to have service back at the Kingdom Harvest of Charlotte um, later on in the afternoon. And then Sunday at 12 noon, we will go ahead and finish our teaching pertaining to Peshach and Unleavened Bread. For those of you who would like to watch um, the particular uh, services please email me at one of those email addresses that I gave you, and you'll be able to watch it. Uh, if you want to attend, please email us, and we will give you the proper addresses. I really don't like to give addresses over the air. Um, and also, uh, we're going to also accept donations if you like to keep the show on the air or if you like to just, uh, you know, help with the ministry of the Kingdom Harvest. Uh, you can go to Cash App, um, type in dollar sign Talk Teach Testify. That's dollar sign capital T lowercase A L K, capital T lowercase E A C H, capital T lowercase E S T I F Y. That way we could go ahead and allow you to see the broadcast 
we want to also keep it on the air of Talk Teach and Testify Radio so that people are all over the world, so we can all do this on one accord. Hallelujah. If there are others who are waiting uh, to listen to the knowledge of the truth, they're hungry and they're thirsty for the word of our Heavenly Father. And we must, as ministers, we must deliver the pastoral or the good news out to our brothers and our sisters who are long awaiting. So we have to get out there and gather the harvest. Okay, or you can always go into PayPal. Uh, you can go to www.paypal.me forward slash talk, teach, testify, capitalize the T's at the beginning of every word. So it's um, www.paypal.me forward slash talk, teach, testify. There are a couple of people who've been asking, uh, I want to donate to the cause. Um, you have those avenues there. Or you can just simply email me at talk, teach, testify at gmail.com okay hallelujah all right uh, for those of you who uh, and this is my final announcement because there has been a couple of people who would like to be immersed in the name of Yahusha um, if you would like for your brother to come out and do so please email me if you have any questions comments or concerns about anything pertaining to the kingdom of Yahweh you can always email your brother. I'm always available. Uh, if I do not get to you right away, please give me time. Allow me time. Please forgive me in advance, and I will be able to answer as soon as I possibly can. Okay? Hallelujah. All right. Let's begin our, our broadcast. I'm so excited that you are listening by divine appointment. Let's talk about these nations who are able to come in. Um, I, I want to read something to you, something that uh, one of our dear beloved sisters, uh, Akut, uh, the Akutim, had brought in. Now, she reminded me of a lesson that I have taught prior, and she had me to look up Yashayahu or Isaiah chapter 56. Let's look at this, because it is powerful, okay? We've been talking about the other nations who can come into the nation of Yashariel. Yahweh is not going to save just nations. There's going to be a remnant that's going to be coming out of these nations, and they will be coming into the nation of Yashariel, okay? Uh, we're going to be talking about the homeborn or the uh, the nation by blood, those descendants of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, they still exist today, okay? But listen to this. Let's go to Yashayahu or Isaiah chapter 56. I'm going to be reading from the ISR 98. I, I love, and it's better known as the scriptures. Uh, they have a very... Uh, very clear and concise interpretation of the Abrit or of the Hebrew scriptures uh, pertaining to what Yahuwah says. So if you are reading it from the King James Version, yes, it's going to sound different, but it's going to be powerful, okay? And I'm going to stop a couple of times during this particular chapter reading to show you the, uh, the Hebrew word for the stranger, 
that's going to be used. And then we're going to break that down a little more, and then we're going to conclude our lesson. So I want to be done at least by the top of the hour, okay? Yashayahu, Isaiah chapter 56. Please read with me because he's not, he's not talking about a church. He's talking about an assembly of foreigners who's going to come into the nation, those who were not born of the nation of Yasharia, but they are born again in coming into the nation. Listen, Yashayahu, chapter 56. Thus says Yahuwah, guard right ruling and do righteousness, for near is my deliverance to come in my righteousness to be revealed. Barak, or blessed, is the man who does this, and the son of man who lays hold on it, guarding the Shabbat, unless he profane it, and guarding his hand from doing any evil. Listen to verse 3. And let not the son of the foreigner, who has joined himself to Yahweh, speak, saying, Yahweh has certainly departed me from his people. Nor let the eunuch say, look, I am a dry tree. I want you to hold that just for one second because I want to talk to you about the stranger or the foreigner. The Hebrew word is nekar. Nekar is a foreigner or someone who has practiced or is practicing heathendom. Now, what Yahuwah is saying that there will be foreigners or those who practice heathendom that will join themselves to Yahweh. Okay? There's going to be particular people who have done Christmas, Easter, who have done the Gentile thing, and they will come back to Yahweh, or they will come to him. Let not the son of the Nekar that has joined himself to Yahweh Speak, saying, Yahuwah has utterly separated me from his people. Yahuwah has opened the door for the Gentiles to come in. They must acknowledge who Yahuwah is and who Yahusha is and his people. You are coming into the culture of righteousness. Neither let the eunuch say, Behold, I am a dry tree. The Hebrew word in this particular instance is saris. Strong's Concordance H5631. That's the um, abri or the Hebrew word for eunuch. A saris is a person who is castrated. Someone who cannot produce. Neither let the eunuch or someone who cannot produce say, Behold, I am a dry tree. That's powerful. You'll get it later. Verse 4. For thus says Yahuwah to the Saris or to the eunuchs who guard my Shabbat and have chosen what pleases me and hold fast to my covenant, to them... I should give in my house and within my walls a place and a name better than that of sons and daughters. I give them an everlasting name that is not cut off. Also, the sons 
of the Nakar or the stranger, the heathen, who have joined themselves to Yahweh to serve him and to love the name of Yahweh, to be his servants, all who guard the Shabbat and not profane it and hold fast to my covenant. Them I shall bring to my set-apart mountain and let them rejoice in my house of Tefla or my house of prayer. The burnt offerings and their slaughterings are accepted on my slaughtering place, for my house is called a house of Tefla or a house of prayer, listen, for all the peoples or for all nations. Verse 8, the master Yahweh who gathers the outcasts of Yahshua, read it. He has not forgotten about those who he has scattered throughout the four corners of this earth. It's right there. The master Yahweh, who gathers the outcasts of Yahshariel, declares, I scatter still others to him besides those who are gathered to him. When he's talking about others, he's talking about other nations. I still gather others unto me besides those who are gathered to him. So if you read Romans 11, and we'll break that down on tomorrow, okay? Very powerful about being grafted in, uh, who is already in, who can come in. Uh, this is what it's referring to. It's referring not only to those who's been scattered or the outcasts. It's talking about individuals who are not even in the bloodline of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, but want the promise in the inheritance. They can come in. Let's keep reading, because now it's talking about these irresponsible pastors, bishops, apostles, whatever, who is teaching false doctrine. Listen. All you beasts of the field, come to devour. Now, when you read beasts, it's pertaining to other nations. Okay? That's against our Heavenly Father. All you beasts of the field, come to devour all you beasts in the forest. Verse 10, his watchmen are blind, all of them they have not known. All of them are dumb dogs, unable to bark, dreaming, lying down, loving to slumber. And the dogs have a strong appetite. They never have enough, and they are shepherds. Yet they have not known understanding. All of them look to their own way. Everyone for his own gain, from his own end, saying, Come, let me bring wine and fill ourselves with strong drink, and tomorrow shall be as today even much greater. So you have these liars or these particular um, shepherds who are misleading the people. This has been done over the years. Greedy dogs, which can never have enough, and they are shepherds that cannot understand. They do not have the wisdom of Yahweh. They have went to uh, theology cemeteries, I'm sorry, seminaries, and they have no understanding. Okay, let's go over some Hebrew words for stranger. I wanted to bring this up to you because 
Isaiah or Yashayahu chapter 56, that's a very exciting chapter to read pertaining to people who are being gathered in. We talked about the Tushab, right? Those who are traveling temporarily, and, and they might be trying to remain or they will remain later on. The Gur is the one who's going to sojourn with us, the sojourner who's willing to accept the Torah of Yahweh like we do. Another word, uh, if you want to use the English term, convert or proselyte. We're going to read that plenty of times in the book of Acts later on today. So the Gur is someone who assembles or dwells with us, someone who will remain and willing to gather together an inhabitant, someone who has escaped from the uh, habitation of evil and lust and, came, and coming into the habitation of being kodash, of being set apart, into the habitation of righteousness, into the habitation of humility. The Zer is the stranger who has turned away or turned aside. We're going to be reading about them. The, the, the car is the foreign or the foreigner. We've read in Yahshayahu or Isaiah chapter 56 about the one who have turned away from their heathen ways and have come back to Yahweh. The Nokuri, Strong's Concordance H5236 or 37, is connected to the Nakar. The Nokuri is the adulterous one or the outlandish one. So there are going to be people who have done outlandish uh, sins and transgressions and iniquity toward Yahuwah, but Yahuwah, with his mercy, they have come back to him. They have got rid of their ways. Let's talk about the heathen ways for one minute. What are we talking about when we talk about the heathen ways or uh, the uh, the adulterous or outlandish applications and degrees that people have been doing? The Nokri way. What is that? Christmas. Easter, the celebration of holidays, the celebration of holding pagan traditions and customs, uh, calling the Father out of his name. Oh, okay, Lord and God, that's, that's good enough for me. He told us in Usha and Hosea, he would take those pagan names out of your mouth, and you will be able to call him at that day. You will call him by his name, Yahweh. We're also talking about um, individuals who have accepted the ways of this world. Individuals who are engaged in paganism. This is the heathen ways. Read Yaram Yahu, Jeremiah. It says, learn not the way of the heathen. Remember that? For one, cuts down a tree and, and bring it into their home and decorate it with balls of gold and silver. Christmas is the heathen way. People who worship 
on quote unquote on Constantine's Day. Very good example, a coup. Very good. When you talk about Sunday, Sunday worship, these are the way of the heathens. You're dressing casket sharp. You're not depending on salvation. You're depending on sportsmanship. The performance of worship, not the actual worship, because the true form of worship that you give Yahuwah is obedience. It's not how well you can sing or how well you can mind. And that's a paganist thing as well. But you know, hey, God can take anything that's evil and he can make it good. But Yahshua Yahoo tells us something different. Isaiah says, woe to the ones who call evil good and good evil. Woe to those who call um, bittersweet and sweet bitter. Everybody lining up every Sunday up to the altar. Not even understanding they're getting more deeper into heathenism. Because they're praying unto Jesus, I'm sorry, unto Jesus, the true anti-Mashiach, or people call it the Antichrist. Studying the wrong history, his story, his story. Not understanding mysteries and secrets that Yahuwah has hid only for his children. The heathen way, wearing the cross having a picture of Jesus or any type of idol in your home. Read the Ten Commandments. That's the beginning right there of showing you if people are against the Ten, they are heathens. Okay. Let's go to Barashit. Let's go to Genesis chapter 23. So that's the breakdown of the heathen ways. Okay, we are in Barashit, we are in Genesis chapter 23. Okay, let's go to verse 3 and 4. Okay, this is happening after Sarah had passed away, had died. I will first and foremost read it from the um, ISR, from the scriptures of 98, and we'll go over that, and then we'll break that down even more. Verse 3 says, Then then Abraham rose up from beside his dead and spoke to the sons of Het. Listen to what he says. I am a foreigner and a sojourner among you. Give me property for a burial site among you so that I bury my dead from my presence. The reason why I brought this up, because there are two Hebrew words that we need to understand. Number one, Abraham says that he was a girl. What? A foreigner who's going to sojourn, someone who's going to be living on that land. Remember, they are in Canaan. This is where Sarah was buried at. You can read that in verse 2. So Abraham knew this wasn't his land yet for his people, but yet he's going to dwell there. 
That's why you come up to the second word. So you got so far the GER, Strong's Concordance H1616. He says, I am, or he says what? He says, Adnoki Gar, which means I am a guest. I am a, you know, I'm, I'm from a foreign land, and I'm coming here to be with you. And he says, I am a Tushab. I am a native citizen here. I'm not originally from here, but I am a temporary citizen here or a lodger of this land. Please give me a possession of a burying place with you so that I can bury my dead. Okay? And you can read later on that the children of Het, they honored what Abraham said. They knew about him being a mighty prince, and they allowed him to bury his wife and to set up deceptors for him in his seed so that they could be buried there. But you can read that he is the one. He's a God. He is one who's going to sojourn with those people in that land. And he lets them know, I am someone from another place. I wasn't born and raised here, but I am coming here to be a native citizen of this land. He's not saying he's going to be a Canaanite, but he is saying I'm going to live in this land. At that particular time, you could say that Abraham, since he was living in Canaan, he will be a Canaanite, or he will be, as the Greeks would call us, the Phasians. Okay, read about the Phasians very deep about who were the Phasians. The nation of Yashariel fits in the classification of the uh, the ship merchants of the of the Phasians. Okay, let's go to Uyikra. Let's go to Leviticus chapter twenty-five. Leviticus chapter twenty-five. I want to read one verse to you, and that's going to be verse 23. The land cannot be sold forever, but the land is mine. You are strangers and sojourners with me. Did you get that? The same thing Abraham went through, we are the same. The ISR. Translation says, and the land is not to be sold beyond reclaim, but the land is mine, for you are sojourners and settlers with me. Same thing that Abraham did when he got to Canaan. Yahuwah was speaking to them and said the same thing. You are sojourners because you are traveling and you're going to come into the land and you're going to sojourn. You're going to go through the wilderness and then you're going to settle with me. Can you see the pattern? The pattern that Torah is teaching us here is that a sojourner is one that is not a part of the land, but his desire is to reside in the land. So in order for him to do that, he must become a sojourner. That includes, number one, the outcasts of Yasharia that we read in Yashayahu chapter 56. Those who are scattered out but desire to come back home. Yahuwah is going to bring you back. 
and those who are not a part of Yasharia. We're talking about by bloodline. Those Gentiles who are desiring to come and, uh, you know, in love on Yahuwah, coming through Yahusha HaMashiach. Now you should know what, uh, what the uh, emissary, Shu'u, or the Apostle Paul, was stating when he was talking about um, those who are entering in by faith and those who are entering in through faith. The nation of Yasharia obtained their inheritance by Amunia or by absolute belief. And the Gentiles are coming in through the same belief. Hallelujah. So if there is commandments given to Yasharia for sojourner, it has to be talking about somebody outside of the land, not someone who's been scattered abroad like the Hebrew Israelites would say. Our brothers are teaching that incorrectly. There are others who come from other nations who can come into the land of Yashariel. This has been set up from the very beginning. We're reading this, we're reading this straight out of Torah. So in the Torah, when you hear if a sojourner wants to sojourn with you, of course it's not talking about the nation of Yashariel. Let's talk about the exception, because every sojourner or every stranger that wants to sojourn with you cannot just come. There are um, what there are particular things that they must do. There are instructions. Let's go to it. We talked about it on yesterday. Let's go to Shamu chapter 12. Okay. Shamu or Exodus chapter 12. Let's go to verse 43. Now I'm going to read this, and of course I got to, uh, you know, break down the Hebrew words one more time so that you'll be able to see it clearly. Okay, Exodus or Shemot, chapter 12, let's start with 43. And Yahuwah said to Masha and Aharon, this is the ordinance, or this is the uh, kukah, or this is the manner of the appointed custom, or the appointed statue of Peshach. There should no, what, nakar eat thereof. Number one, there be no person who practices heathenism. Partake of the Peshach You cannot allow a, a, a Christian To partake in it Hey listen I'm, Hey I'm coming in the name of Jesus Can I partake of this The answer is no Verse 44 But every man's servant That is bought for money When you have circumcised him Then he shall eat why is that? Because that let Yahuwah know that you are in covenant with him through the covenant that he did with Abraham. Remember that? Go back to Barashit. The cutting of the flesh. That is required. Yahuwah wants the cutting of the flesh. He's not talking about the physical. It's more about the spiritual. Verse 45. A Tushab, someone who's stopping in temporarily, and a hired servant, which is called a Shaki, look that up, Strong's Concordance, H-6, 
7916, a hired servant shall not eat thereof because they're only there temporarily. So we see in verse 45 that the Tushab or someone who is a temporary dweller may not and cannot partake in the Pashak. Let's go to... Let's go to Uyaikro once again. Let's go to Leviticus 22. Leviticus 22. I'm setting the foundation and showing you the letter of Torah so that you can come and later on when it is the appointed time that the Ruach will give you the meat of, uh, of Torah, the spiritual aspect. Leviticus Uyakra 22. Let's look at verse 10 and 11. Then we'll go to Leviticus 25. Okay, Uyakra 22, verse 10 says, There shall no Zer eat of the set apart thing. The Zer, Strong's Concordius H2114, H2114, according to the Strong's Concordance, we go to the Strong's Concordance to get the location of the Abri or the Hebrew word. The Zer is someone who is strange and commits adultery, someone who has turned aside. So Yahuwah proclaims and commands that no Zer, no hypocrite, can eat of the Kodesh thing. Look at this. A Tushab of the priest or someone who's temporarily walking with the priest, or a what? A sarkir, which is someone who's being hired to do, uh, they're hired for the day to do some work. They're just getting wages by the day. They also shall not eat of the kodash, or the set-apart thing. But if the priest buy any soul with his money, he shall eat of it. And he that is born in his house, they shall eat of his meat. Now, you know that the Kohan or the priest would know, or the Kohanim, which is the priest, they would know how to bring that servant into their home. They have to be circumcised. Of course, they're going to go back to what was taught in Shamut. Notice that the uh, that this particular person that is a servant can eat of the meat with the priest. Let's go to uh, chapter 25 of Uyagra. Let's read this and and wrap it up. Um, This is a very important chapter that you must or should read because it talks about the Shabbat year and the year of the Jubilee uh, or the Yobelim. A lot of people really don't know about that and you should do a deep, in-depth study on that. Let's look at verse 6. This is how you know that those Jews over there in Palestine are not the actual children of Yahweh. Let's read verse 6. And the Shabbat of the land shall be meat for you, for you and for your abed, which is your servant, and for your maid, which is the Amah, 
and for your what? Shakir, your hired servant, and for the Tushab, the stranger that what? That girth or sojourns with you. Did you read that? Notice that the sojourner, the stranger, the servant, the maid, and the higher servants can eat if they are among you, if they are traveling with you. You got to remember, these instructions was given unto the nation of Yashariel while they were in the wilderness. Let's stay with Leviticus 25. Go down to verse 35. And if your brother, if your ox be waxed poor and fallen in decay with you, then you shall relieve him. Though he be a stranger or sojourner, that he may live with you. Okay? If he's a gur or he's a tushab. Okay? So if your brother, and that's what you would call him if he's not born of the nation of Yasharia, but he sojourns with you, you must extend your kindness to your poor brother or that brother who is deeply in need, who is not of the bloodline of Abraham, Isaac, and Yacoub. Hallelujah. Let's go back to Shamut or Exodus 12. This is why a lot of times you got to study more in depth when it comes to the Abrit or to the Hebrew tongue, which is the original uh, language of creation, so that way you can understand what Yahuwah was actually saying. Uh, let's, let's go to Shamut or Exodus chapter 12. Uh, we still talk about Peshach. Isn't it such a powerful lesson that we're talking about this as the Peshach is approaching us? Hallelujah. And the Feast of Unleavened Bread, which we call the Chag Hatmazat. Okay? Exodus 12, verse 47. All the congregation, uh, the Hebrew word, of course, is the Adah. The Adah, or the family congregation of Yasharia, shall keep it. And when a Gur, Strong's Concordia, H. 1616, when a stranger shall sojourn with you and keep the Peshach to Yahuwah, let all his males be circumcised, and then let him come near and keep it. And he shall be as one that is born in the land. For no uncircumcised person shall eat thereof. See, you are a heathen if you were not circumcised. If you are circumcised in the name of Yahweh, because you are then circumcising that child or you being circumcised, uh, you know, under the covenant that was done with Abraham, then you will be considered to be one just like the person who was of the bloodline of Abraham. Keep your finger there at Shabu chapter 12, verse 48. Let's go to Galatians right quick. Let's go to Galatians 3. Verse 
Let's go to verse 24. I, I want to break this down quickly because people are saying that the Torah or the law was the task master, which we know that is a lie or it's, uh, you know, it is the overseer that oppresses his people. Yahweh wouldn't do such a thing. The nation of Yasharia was already over a dictator when you talk about Pharaoh. Galatians 3, verse 24 says, Wherefore Torah, because I see the Greek term honomos. Honomos means the royal commandments or the instructions and teachings of Yahweh. Wherefore Torah was our schoolmaster, our teacher, to bring us unto Mashiach, that we might be justified by Amunia, by absolute belief. And after that Amunia is come, we are no longer under a schoolmaster. Now let's break this down here, because the tutor is not the letter of Torah. It is the meat of Torah, the spiritual intent. It's not saying that the letter of Torah is done away with now. Now that you have the absolute belief in Yahweh through Yahusha HaMashiach, you're not just under the letter of Torah, you are now under the spiritual. That You want that because Paul writes that, what, the Torah is perfect. It's not saying that Torah cannot do anything for you. The only thing that Torah couldn't bring you is everlasting life. <laughs> That's why the absolute belief of the Amunia is needed. Let's keep reading. For you are all the children of Elohim by Amunia, by absolute belief, in Mashiach Yahusha. For as many of you have been immersed into Mashiach, have put on Mashiach. Watch verse 28. Listen. There is neither Yahudai nor Greek. There is neither bond nor free. There is neither male nor female. For you are all one in Mashiach, Yahusha. You see that? You can be Gentile or from the seed of Abraham. Verse 29. Listen to the spiritual intent. And if you be Mashiachs, then you are Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. This just didn't start in Galatians. We just read that it was from the beginning. We read that in Shamut. Now, since you got your finger on Shamut chapter 12, let's, let's read verse 49. So the person... There were some people who came from Misraim or from Egypt that went with them and crossed the Red Sea also. They had to circumcise their children. Then they could partake in the Peshach and put the blood on the doorposts of their homes. Listen to verse 49. One Torah shall be to him that is homeborn, and unto the what? The Gur or the stranger that sojourns among you. There's one Torah that everybody must abide by, the instructions and the teachings. Now, this was before Yahuwah even gave them the Ten Commandments 
and the, the Torah of Masha or the law of Moses, all these things were given while they were in the wilderness. But it lets us know clearly what Torah shall be to him that is homeborn, the seeds of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob physically, and unto the stranger that sojourns among you. Okay? The native ones that are born, that must be Yashariel. Just making that crystal clear. It reminds me of the Hebrew word as rock. The springing forth, someone who is homeborn. Someone that has been planted in their home, in their own nation, or in their own soil. Someone who is native. So you have the native citizen that Torah is for them, and the one who is sojourning with you. As we conclude this teaching, you, uh, I've been looking through the Septuagint and the Eastern Bible Dictionary, uh, the Barhart Concise Dictionary. It says that the proselyte is a convert, is a, a particular what? It is a girl. The word proselyte was borrowed uh, was borrowed around 1384. It comes from the French word proselyte, P-R-O-S-E-L-I-T-E. It's also coming from the Latin and Greek words of proselyte, which means to come over or a stranger who is converting. Hallelujah. We'll continue this on tomorrow's teaching, and then we'll go into Acts chapter 13 to see who are the ones that are being gathered in. So it's getting good. Hallelujah. So we're going to do our bonus teaching as well. Uh, we'll do that on Monday. Hallelujah. So don't forget, you can mark that down on your calendar. Uh, we will be bringing forth our teaching on Monday as well. Um, that's going to be at 12 noon Eastern Standard Time, 11 o'clock a.m. Central Standard Time. If you are on the West Coast, it will start at 9 o'clock a.m. Pacific Standard Time. Uh, much ahab to all of my brothers and um, ahaba to my sisters. This has been another Talk Teach and Touch by Instruction. Tune in on tomorrow at 12 noon Eastern Standard Time. Enjoy your Shabbat on today. Rest in Yahuwah. Uh, rest with your family and with your congregation. Um, study and read some of Yahuwah's, uh, his word, his debar, and be refreshed uh, for my zeal and my prayer for the nation of Yahshariel is that they might be delivered, that they might be saved. All right? Shalom and Shabbat Shalom to one and all to all. Hope to see you for part four of the stranger and the sojourner in Nation Yashariel on tomorrow. Shalom, everyone.